On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. Hi, honey. Yeah, I just got it. It's terrific. It looks like uh, some kind of a bird in a, in a tree. Oh, you, you don't say a partridge, huh? Well, it's great. Uh, well, of course it was a surprise, honey. I, I was expecting a hat. Well, you, you know I have been dropping some broad hints about, about maybe getting a hat. Oh, no, this, this is much better. It's, it's like two gifts in one. I mean, I, I get the partridge, and, and I get a, uh, a tree. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go it's more than beginning to look a little more like Christmas. There's Christmas trees, cold weather. Uh, the county's now fixing cats. And more on this week's Anderson Observer Podcast. News for people you trust brought to you by Sullivan's Metropolitan Grill and Sullivan's Caters. Baby, it is cold outside, but that's to be expected. It's the middle of December, and we're looking at the first big polar vortex of the year coming in this coming weekend. If you haven't been downtown, the lights are all downtown. Uh, the Christmas tree's up. People are ice skating in Carolina Wren Park. Most of the parades are done. Uh, you know, the Anderson City Parade got a pouring cold rain, and very few people showed up. It was a little 20-minute parade. They were, didn't want to cancel it again. But, hey, props to the and kudos to the folks who showed up and, and did it and the folks who showed up to watch it. Most of the other parades are done this year. I think Denver Downs Parade still left to go. And if you haven't done all your shopping, you do have just about two weeks left, not quite. But if you hadn't been downtown in a while, make a point to go down there and look at the tree and the lights. It's beautiful at night and shop while you're there and also eat while you're there. Uh, you know, the Anderson Observer podcast is brought to you by Sullivan's Metropolitan Grill and Sullivan's Caters. It's the same great food. It's your special events you can get downtown. Of course, everybody knows Sullivan's and Anderson's the finest dining establishment for special occasions, lunch, dinner, more. You need to try them out. If you hadn't been there lately... If you've been for dinner but hadn't been for lunch, take a, take a time and go down for lunch one day in, in the next couple of weeks. Or if you eat lunch all the time and hadn't had dinner, do the opposite. It's a great time. Take a little break. Beautiful place. Nicest place to sit and talk and enjoy the best food in town. They've also been listed as one of the top 100 restaurants in the United States, and that's one of only two in South Carolina to grab this honor. And they've been featured so many times in so many magazines, including Southern Living, numerous culinary magazines, and they've been on the front page of the Wall Street Journal about how to do things right in smaller markets. Bill Nickerson and his wife, Sabra, they took a chance on downtown Anderson when they opened Sullivan's almost 20 years ago, and we owe them a huge debt of thanks. They really kicked off the renaissance in downtown Anderson. And they also offer catering. A lot of people don't realize this, at rates that are far more competitive than people would believe. I've had friends call, and they couldn't believe that they were cheaper than the, some of the little meet-and-three places they called. They could get better food at better prices and, and professionally set up and done. You can visit the Facebook page at sullivansmetrogrill.com for more information on the restaurant. But if you are planning that special event from weddings to corporate events and get-togethers, uh, check out their catering offerings at sullivanscaters.com or on Facebook, and you will be amazed at their prices and services. It is amazing you can get the same great food, and believe me, uh, you can. So, again, visit their Facebook page or their website, sullivanscaters.com, for more information. And remember, nobody has given back more to this community than Sullivan's. They're helping... Meals on Wheels this year, and you can uh, get a gift certificate from Meals on Wheels, and which will also give you a discount of $10 at Sullivan's Metropolitan Grill. It's one block away from the square in wonderful downtown Anderson where the Christmas tree is up. That is a gift that keeps on giving. 
uh, county council gave us that gift last year, even though a few people didn't agree with it. And it is already saving taxpayer dollars and will continue to do so for years to come. It is a 28-foot majestic mountain pine, if you haven't seen it. Fully decorated and lighted, it cost just under $25,000 last year. And it is expected to deck the downtown halls for close to two decades. Uh, other options were way more expensive. If you remember last year, they looked at more live trees. You remember the magnolia tree froze. The site is not conducive to a live tree at all. And having to cut down a new tree and ship it in every year, the manpower was more expensive. You had to set it up, decorate it. The cost came to about $7,000 plus a year, which essentially meant uh, in you know, about one more year, this tree will be paid for, the artificial tree, since it only takes two days to set up and take down as opposed to two weeks with a live tree. And the county is probably, I was doing the math, will save a little over $100,000 over the next 15 years. And that is a merry amount of money, no matter how you look at it. There was nothing nearly as holiday uh, exciting this past week in council, although they did pass an ordinance calling for a catch and release of, of feral cats. Um, the cats will be tagged, vaccinated, fixed, and returned to the wild, usually in the general area which they were found, although that's not set in stone. They could be re released somewhere else. And obviously the hope is those new rules will eventually cut down on the stray cat population without having to do math euthanasia of those. Uh, council also formally introduced the new full-time veterinarian of PAWS, Dr. Kim Sanders. Uh, looks like she's going to be a guest on next week's podcast, so we'll talk more about that then. But everybody's excited about her being there, and she's also right now interim um, director of the Paul Shelter while the director is on maternity leave, Jessica's on maternity leave. And also on Tuesday nights, council approved a resolution from Councilwoman Cindy Wilson calling for a more timely cleanup of the petroleum spill of that, you know, they spilled over 300,000 gallons uh, from Kendra Morgan's uh, plantation pipeline in Anderson County. And the resolution called for them to, you know, in a timely fashion, comply with what they said they were going to do. They basically promised a lot of things they haven't done. And she's been working with DHEC and other people. I talked to Senator Mike Gamble, and he told me this week he's working with council in the state to push Kendra Morgan to move ahead with a cleanup as well. And I will follow this story up on the podcast and in the Anderson Observer News from People You Trust. Well, with January just around the corner, I have been talking to a lot of the key new players on the political landscape in Anderson County. And this week, I sat down with Sheriff-elect Chad McBride and talked to him about why he ran and what he has planned for his time in office. Well, I actually had been an employee of the Anderson County Sheriff's Office for, for almost 15 years and uh, worked for several sheriffs over the course of my career. Started with Gene Taylor and uh, then Sheriff David Crenshaw and then, of course, Sheriff Skipper. And, uh, you know, in, enjoyed my career at the Sheriff's Office. Um, Saw a lot of issues. I guess, you know, there's a, there's kind of a generation uh, of officers that are around my age at the sheriff's office that, uh, you know, we really felt like there's there's things that we could do that are more efficient. Uh, you know, we had fresher ideas, ways that we could really impact, uh, especially the crime in Anderson County. And, of course, unfortunately for us in Anderson County, it's, it's been very bad lately. And uh, so, you know, we've... Uh, certainly I had uh, a lot of encouragement from a lot of the guys from my generation, you know, 15, 20 years in. And uh, so it was, uh, you know, saw, saw an issue or several issues, saw some problems, uh, and, of course, wanted to try to fix it. I, of course, live here. My family's here. Very concerned about the direction we're going in Anderson County. And, uh, you know, whether it's economic development or the, you know, crime statistics, I mean, all of it concerns 
me, and uh, I love to serve. Uh, my pretty much my entire uh, adulthood, I've spent serving at some capacity, and uh, so I just, you know, felt the call, prayed about it for a long time. This wasn't something that uh, wasn't a knee-jerk reaction to any uh, one thing. It was probably a lot of prayer over probably about two years, to be honest with you. And, um, and of course, at first, my wife was not on board. And so, and I was, you know, content with that, that I probably wouldn't do it. And she came to me one day and said, you know, I've prayed about it, and I, I feel like you need to do it. And uh, so that's, that's honestly why, why I ran. Was campaign <clears throat> harder than you expected it to be campaigning? Oh, yeah. You never had run for anything before. No, right? no, sure. Never run for anything before. Campaigning is uh, very challenging. It's tedious work. Uh, it's not easy, you know. Uh, some some people make it look easy. You know, there's a lot of good career politicians out there, and I've met a lot of them. And of course, they make the process look extremely easy. But it was a lot of long days, long nights, uh, time away from my family. We really had to work to get family time in, which is you know very important to me, and 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 of course my whole family. So, uh, so being the father of kids, you know, we still had to incorporate important family time. Uh, but it was it was a challenge, and I wore uh, several soles off of several pair of boots, so uh, it was a lot of work. Coming in, what what do you see as your goals for your first year and your first term coming in? I know you you've already been working on this since you mm -hmm. got elected. You've been working on you know what you want to do next because you you won the primary and ran unopposed. Mm -hmm. so you've had time to kind of get your feet on the ground. Yes, sir. You know the. The things that we learned, especially during the campaign, were actually are some of the target areas that we've had concerns with for a while, uh, especially those of us that have been in the sheriff's office for a considerable amount of time, uh, is, is drugs in Anderson County, uh, you know, a better way of, of putting more officer presence in our communities and neighborhoods, and of course the property and burglary crimes, uh, which has you know, skyrocketed over the years. And so those are the three main focuses. I think as we hit the ground running in January, those are our three biggest uh, issues that we want to tackle. And, uh, you know, we, we want to put more boots on the ground. And this is not necessarily a, a current administration. Uh, I mean, well, certainly a current administration, I believe, has is, is, is become a very top-heavy organization. There's a lot of command staff, a lot of brass, and less, uh, you know, more chiefs, less Indians, basically, if you want to put it that way. And uh, so, and that's kind of been a developing issue, though, over the years. And so we uh, we certainly figured that uh, if we put, obviously, if we combat some of these problems with, with more personnel, you know, utilizing our current budget, you know, we would certainly make a lot of progress. Uh, so those are the three biggest issues right now, and of course, uh, you know, almost everything's drug related. So if we really put a dent in the in the drug trade in Anderson County, we're going to be very successful with, uh, I think, a lot of the other problems. And when you talk about the drug trade, you're talking about <clears throat> going after the distributors and the dealers more yes, than the simple possession, because it seems like a lot yeah. of times the county lockup's just been full of simple possession sure. folks. Yeah, we're we're actually going to target the uh, especially the street level dealers. And so, you know, uh, narcotics and drugs and, 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 of course, drug use is terrible in Anderson County. But the distribution, the manufacturing, uh, you know, the, the, the delivery of the narcotics is, has been such an issue. 
and we all relatively only have a few guys working in narcotics right now. And so, uh, you know, the county's biggest problem cannot be fixed with just a few, the smallest division at the sheriff's office. So we're changing the face of narcotics and how it looks. Uh, it's going to be approximately a 20-man unit, and right now it's about six. So, you know, we're certainly increasing manpower. We're uh, consolidating uh, within several divisions at the sheriff's office to, to get this manpower and to get these positions in narcotics. But, uh, you know, when you only have relatively few guys working narcotics, they typically go after the big fish. And we still will, but we're, there's nobody working street-level dope. And, um, and that, of course, is what's driving up the property crimes, uh, the burglaries, the armed robberies, uh, is nobody's attacking the street-level stuff. So we're really going to uh, attack that issue. It's a really big county. Yes, sir. Are you going to work yeah. to get more deputies to cover? Yes, we are. We uh, Currently, if uh, under the current administration, if the shifts were full, they would have 16 deputies. Um, and, of course, right now I think they're averaging probably around 11 or 12 deputies, actually. Uh, so we're working to fill not only the open positions that we have right now to get it up to 16, but we're actually, like I said, consolidating. Just like the, the plan with narcotics, we're consolidating several divisions. And basically, you know, we're not just getting rid of some, some of our duties. We're just seeing that there's, uh, after, you know, I guess evaluating certain divisions at the sheriff's office, it could certainly be done better. Uh, there could be more practical standards applied to where maybe it takes less manpower to do those duties so we can incorporate more manpower for boots on the ground. And so uh, our plan is to have 20 deputies. And, of course, you know, there are several of those. We'll, we'll have to wait for them to get out of the academy because we are going to hire some, uh, some new, new folks, too, that have to go to the academy. Once they have completed the academy, uh, our shift should look anywhere from 22 to 22 deputies per shift. And so that's certainly going to help. You know, we're going to utilize social media more. Uh, we're going to utilize, uh, you know, uh, the web, social media. Uh, we're still going to have people dedicated to having some community relation uh, duties. And so, you know, you're not going to see that go away. Uh, right now I participate in several community groups throughout the county. We want to keep those relationships. Would love to expand that. We'd love to see, you know, more more groups. Or if there are more groups, we need to know about them so we can be involved if they want us to be involved periodically or on a regular basis. Uh, town halls are certainly great. I think, uh, you know, I say, you know, we should offer something to the public, whether it's every quarter or twice a year or something, uh, where they can kind of get an update. But we want to keep them updated, whether it's utilizing the media or social media. We want to keep you updated and, and, and really show some of these benchmarks that we've achieved along the way so you can say, hey, these guys are making some progress. <clears throat> when all your free time is coming up, yeah. you mentioned your family's important too. Tell yes, me sir. a little bit about your family. Sure. Uh, I have a beautiful wife, Leanne, uh, three daughters, Maddie, Emily, and Gracie James. And so uh, I live with a house full, full of ladies. How old are they? Uh, my daughters are 12, 10, and 2. So... Uh, and uh, they, uh, they're a lot of fun, and uh, it's, it's exciting watching them, you know, being involved in everything that they're involved in because that keeps us busy as all their extracurricular activities as well. Uh, family comes first, and I think, uh, you know, uh, 
for for me, I can't be a good sheriff unless I'm I'm a good dad, a good father, a good husband. Uh, so those priorities certainly come first, and uh, and I think people respect that. You know, I've had a lot of those conversations throughout the campaign, and you know, um, certainly there's an advantage to uh, someone a little older because they don't have some of those responsibilities. But again, I think having those responsibilities at home will keep me tuned in to what's going on in our community. Uh, and why it's so important to me is because my children are affected by what's going on here or my wife, their you know, family members, so forth and so on. So, yeah, you know, they're my drive. And, uh, so, you know, we, uh, Certainly enjoy our family time. It's very important. We do uh, try to do a lot of things together and go places together. And, uh, so, are they excited about you being sheriff? Yeah, I, I would say uh, you know my my girls are. I think uh, they you know they they understand law enforcement and police work. At least my older girls do uh, because they've been around it their whole life, and so they understand some of the commitments. Uh, they understand uh, some of the sacrifices being in law enforcement. And but they have a real respect for law enforcement, and uh, you know. But I think they probably don't understand what all it entails, uh, or the responsibilities. But uh, I couldn't be blessed with better children, and uh, they're and this you know they're all daddy's girls anyway, so you know they're going to be good. Chad, what do you do for to unwind? What are your hobbies? What do you do in your free time when you're not spending time in law enforcement or with your family? Sure. Uh, you know, well, you know, other than spending time with the family, uh, a lot of hunting, do a lot of a lot of hunting, depending on what season it is. And of course, I know I'm probably not going to get to do as much hunting. So, uh, but I enjoy that time. Uh, I love spending time outside and enjoying, you know, God's creation. I think uh, enjoying nature is is you know wh- whether I see a big buck or not, I'm still content with having spent time out there and just, uh, you know, really enjoyed the outside. And so I love being outdoors. Um, you know, really anything outside, I hate being still. So, uh, but it's, uh, you know, those are some of my hobbies. I used to fish and do all that other stuff, but that's too slow now and I don't have time for it. So, but uh, watching the girls in, in some of their sports and events and stuff, you know, we, we do a lot of that. So that takes up a good bit of time as well. I guess finally, uh, you would mentioned early on y'all prayed a lot about it. Mm-hmm. How, how how does your faith uh, drive your goals and what you're going to be doing in the Sheriff's Department? Uh, I think I think it's uh, certainly I think that's probably the, the, most, the most drive other than, you know, I mean, that's number one. And, of course, my family uh, supports number two. Um, but anybody out there, no matter what you're pursuing, you, you feel a call. God designed us for a purpose. And, uh, and I, you know, whether I'm only sheriff for four years or, you know, eight years, I, I don't know. Um, I, you know, I felt this calling, and uh, I think God lays stuff on our hearts. And he designs us to be able to, 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 to do those things that he has designed us for. Uh, he's given us those tools to be able to, uh, I guess, to make it work, make it happen. And so, uh, you know, there's nothing special about me. I went out and I campaigned. I, you know, uh, there's nothing spectacular about me. I think just people uh, related, I think, to especially what's going on currently in Anderson County and uh, what we're trying to do, and 
Uh, but, um, you know, the Lord has blessed me with many opportunities over the years. And, you know, and, and looking back over all the opportunities, I, you know, college after high school, uh, you know, joining the Army, uh, you know, joining the Sheriff's Office, uh, all that public service and being able to see, because uh, you know, I, I grew up probably more sheltered than, you know, some people. And so certainly didn't see a lot of the the needs of our community until I became a law enforcement officer. And then, uh, and once you're, once you're out there and you see the needs of the community, you know, it, it weighs on your heart. And so, uh, you know, I think that was part of the, the drive and the calling that, that the Lord's given me. Uh, I hope people will look back and say, you know, he, he, he served our community as best he could. And, uh, you know, he gave it everything he had. Uh, you know, we want to work hard for people. And so I hope that's the way people remember uh, myself, my team, the sheriff's office. I hope that they know that we're going to work really hard for them. And, uh, you know, law enforcement's an uh, interesting line of work these days. It's very dangerous. And so um, to have men and women that are willing to go out and police our communities and not know if somebody's going to walk up to them on a traffic stop and, and kill them. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a risky business. So, uh, we're, you know, we hope that we make a hundred percent good decisions, but we know we're going to make mistakes. Uh, there's a learning curve for all, for all of us. Uh, but so hopefully people look back and they just, they just know, Hey, you know, uh, I, what we can say about Chad is he worked really hard for us. I think we can look forward to, Chad being a great sheriff for the county, and we appreciate all the great stuff that uh, Sheriff John Skipper, our, our outgoing sheriff, has done for the county during his time here, and look forward to Chad and some of his new ideas and seeing how they'll benefit the county. In the meantime, it looks like the two weeks leading up to Christmas here in Anderson are going to be busy ones. Uh, of course, there's a couple of plays ongoing. The Lecter City Playhouse is doing the, the Gifts of the Magi, and the Milltown Players are continuing their Christmas in Dixie. I've heard good things about both of those. The holiday market down at the Anderson County Farmer's Market is underway, including something really new this year that's really a lot of fun. They have evening hours. That's Friday and Saturday night. The evening hours offer the same great holiday crafts and gifts, but they also have music, lights, and some other surprises down there. It's something they're trying new this year and hope they'll continue this as a tradition in the future, and we hope, hope that's going to be the case. Uh, and, of course, the annual Anderson Christmas lights, formerly called the Lights of Hope, are open through the holiday season. If you hadn't got out to see them, they're out near the Civic Center if you hadn't been out there. And don't forget to shop local. It is shop local month. It should be shop local all the time here, but it's the season when we can really help our, our friends and neighbors and their businesses uh, really increase their budgets this year, and it'll really make a big difference to this community because that money stays here most of it. And, of course, during the holidays, it's also a time for us to remember our neighbors who are in need. Um, volunteers are needed. Uh, you can write an extra check to AIM, Meals on Wheels, Haven Arrest, Clean Start, Foothills Alliance, any of the other great organizations um, that really, really need a budget boost during the holidays. They count on this time. I know the Haven's getting ready for their big Christmas meal, and the AIM is also de delivering food for Christmas meals. You can help them out. You can check out any of those places on Facebook, or you can find them online anywhere. Well, next week, in addition to talking to our new full-time veterinarian at Paul's, I will have an interview with incoming Anderson County Council member Ray Graham on what he's going to do down in his district, and also an update on roads in Anderson County with Assistant County Administrator Holt Hopkins. Join me then on the Anderson Observer Podcast, news from people you trust. But until then, get out and do something to make Anderson County a better place. <laughs>